When I say timing, what do you say? Today's episode, there are two nearly 30-year-olds discuss the one thing that every nearly 30-year-old is discussing. Time. Where did it go? What are we doing? How do we stop it? How do we slow it down? But more importantly, the poem I share is called In Due Time, which is a question of when things are supposed to happen in our lives. I'm lucky I get to talk to my best friend for this inaugural episode, and we really get into it. So, check it out. When I say, in due time. Hello? Hey, hey. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm so excellent. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on my podcast called When I Say. Oh, well, thank you. I'm honored to be a part of it. Yay. Okay. So first off, who are you? (laughs) Who am I? Mm. isn't that the existential question of life <laughs> that's that's the poem actually it's just like who are you <laughs> oh good to, good to know we're about to analyze like my whole psychological being basically <laughs> um well um i'm jose um i am your best friend of over 10 years or Absolutely. 10 years. are we going out 10 years I want to say it's been 10, I want to say, if not already, we're like close to that mark. Okay. I had imagined that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so best friend of over 10 years. Um, We met in college and I am here helping helping you record this podcast on the Single as Fuck Friday. Absolutely. What's a Single as Fuck Friday, BT Dubs? What is that? Um, it's something that I just coined <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> um, and my single is Fuck Friday today consists of Kool-Aid, TMZ, and yeah. Instagram. <laughs> That's mad cozy, though. I like it. Yeah. I, like it, I didn't even know you drank Kool-Aid. I've never seen you drink Kool-Aid in the 10 years that I've known you. I know. I <laughs> I love Kool-Aid. Oh, but... shit. Let me find out. Okay. <laughs> but what's your flavor? This is not on topic. But what's your flavor, though? Oh, um, uh, anything red? <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> like, no, one has, no one has, like, a flavor, like, cherry. Like, no, it's, like, colors. Like, I'm purple. You're red. All right. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this. Um, today's poem is called In Due Time, and I'm really excited to share it with you and to get your thoughts on it. So I will get right into it. In Due Time. Who tells the clock that it's late, that the bell sounded seconds after due? Maybe the chimes hit my ears later than expected. Maybe the wind commandeered the moment. Maybe it wasn't mine to grasp just yet. But how am I to know the difference? With deference, I note the distance between expectations and reality dwells happiness. Dreams and fears live in the encompassing stratospheres. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Give me your thoughts. (laughs) 
Um, right. Yeah, so lots of thoughts. Um, <laughs> so, you know, automatically what rings the themes that I catch in this poem is just like a timeline of life. Mm. Um, which as, as I'm approaching, as we're approaching 30, that becomes all that more significant in how my life hasn't necessarily gone to what I envisioned it probably like five years ago. Oh my God. Um, you know, just that line that says like, who tells the clock that it's late? <laughs> I know, right? It's it's funny. Well, some context. It's funny because you inspired this poem, your, your life. Um, and there was a specific moment that inspired that line because uh, when you signed for your home, when you like bought your home and I was with you and we did the whole signing, mm-hmm. um, I was like overwhelmed with joy. I was like so happy for you because I knew what it had taken for you to become a homeowner and I love your place. And like the whole day was just like perfect. We played Pokemon Go till like five in the morning. Like it was everything. Like, that oh my was gosh. Perfect <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was like such a cool juxtaposition of like us being kids. But then right. it was like grown ass shit of like buying a house. Um, <laughs> but I just remember like after I left your plate, like after we went to your place, we popped champagne, I left. I was so conflicted because on one hand, I was like immensely proud of you. And on the other hand, I'm looking at myself like, yo like get your shit together like like when is it when is it my turn like I um at that time I was like unemployed I was I had just packed up my shit so I was like essentially living out of my car until I got to Texas so like my life was not where I thought it would be right. but I had hope because I knew that like you did it one day I'll do it and who's to say when that day will be but like it'll happen yeah well okay so i want to i want to kind of come back to like a a word that you use in your sentiments conflicted Mm. um and especially now as i'm going through through transitions in my life like i'm constantly finding myself conflicted and into like seeing other people's like happiness seeing other people's achievements but also saying like okay I've met certain (laughs) milestones in my life but like I haven't met that one and I'm happy that person has it um whether it be um moving cities or you know marriage or getting into a relationship um but then I find myself like oh why why the same exact thing that you were feeling why hasn't happened for me yet or like why am I not further in that quest of like finding a partner or (laughs) um you know going to grad school or all these all these other things um (laughs) that I'm just kind of like yeah is it I'm constantly asking myself is it my time to to shine Mm. Or have the moments that I've shown in the past been been my peak? Um. <laughs> Y'all, that's no, but that's crazy because, like, 
we live in the social media age where they say, you know, you see everyone else's highlight reels and you see your edits or whatever that saying is, which is true. Cause like, I only, we know our own dirt, but we only see everyone else's like shining diamonds or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, um, I look to you as inspiration and it's funny to think that you, even on yourself, you're like, man, I haven't hit these milestones. So we're all just kind of like looking at each other and being jealous of each other, not realizing that other people are jealous of us. And it's like, it's never ending like cycle of, well, they did it. Why haven't I? But they're looking at you like they did that. Why haven't I? Right. Well, and another note, like, you know, as we, I guess, reach these milestones, like the other... The other thing that I'm like that I've been feeling lately is how you know the milestones that I want to achieve are kind of like a moving timeline as I age. Mm. Um, because you know as as I keep saying because you know sorry, <laughs> but um, as do you mean like do you find your goals changing? Yeah, I think I'm reevaluating what my goals are supposed to be, what I'm supposed to value. Um, and the, the way I look at it, like my goals, what I want to attain is what the underlying basis behind that is what I value in life. Mm-hmm. So I, I think to myself, okay, like I did accomplish home ownership, which was always something that I valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and I accomplished these milestones in my career, which I valued, but have I placed that same type of value on a relationship or mm-hmm. furthering my educational opportunities? And that's, that's where I'm like, whoa, getting into real trippy head spaces where I'm just like, maybe it's just not my time to value that. Maybe it's my time to value like other aspects to build me up, to get to valuing a relationship or a or going to grad school or moving out of the dc area yeah like that's so real because as you know i just recently reached a milestone that's kind of like a a big deal but like I, (laughs) i was thinking about that and i was like had i done that any other time in my life i don't think i like i clearly wasn't ready that's why i didn't do it and the way it happened was so like perfect for me the narrative was perfect for my life, even though it's completely counterintuitive to everyone else's kind of like narrative on that. And it, it, that one milestone is really making me rethink like, do, are these fake? Like, are these fake things that I, do I actually want, I actually do want to own a home, but like, do I have to have it before I'm 40? Do I have to have it before I'm 30? Or is that just some arbitrary thing that I'm pressuring myself to attain when really, I'm not ready for it. I don't even want to think about cutting my own yard, let alone like if my roof leaks. Like I, I'm not ready for that. And yet every day I'm on realtor.com, like looking at houses, <laughs> like this needs to happen next week kind of thing. So yeah. I just, the question with that is like, how do we get out of that mode where we have these milestones and, and these values even, um, whether they're internal or external, but how do we impose them into our own timeline in a way that we can feel comfortable with? Mm. Mm. okay (laughs) (laughs) I hope you have that answer because I'm struggling with that (laughs) 
I was hoping you had the answer because I, uh, I don't man, have it. Damn. Cancel this I whole know. thing. <laughs> but, okay, so here's my thoughts on that. You know, I, the reason why my, why I'm starting to question the goals that I have and the values that I have because are because um, I started noticing certain things that were happening. So hmm. really, especially after home ownership, um, like I bought my house and I was happy for all of like a month or two. Hmm. And then I, and I thought that that was the key to my happiness. That was the key to my freedom. That was like, going to be it I was gonna just step into a brand new me and like be a bad bitch and then go into (laughs) like a whole renaissance or whatnot (laughs) fair enough but you I mean you've always been a bad bitch but that's (laughs) back to your (laughs) back to your but what do you think changed like what happened what was the reality of it so the reality of it was I was using a physical a physical purchase to stand in the place of something that I needed to find intrinsically within myself. Mm. Um, and really within the past years when I've been really questioning and like seeing, saying like, what makes me happy? Who makes me happy? What experiences? Because really like at the end of the day, like experiences make me happier than, than like buying more shit to place in my condo that <laughs> is already overstuffed as is. <laughs> um, you know, and I think a perfect example is just travel. And like, what, what do I want to do with travel? And like, why do I feel so happy and so passionate about travel? Um, and I, I also with that, I realized like, it wasn't the fact that I was like spending money to buy a, buy a seat on a cramped plane to get somewhere. It was, okay, who am I going to meet? What conversations are we going to have? Like what food am I going to experience for the first time or drinks or what sites am I going to see? Like that I haven't, that I only in my life ever dreamed. And I've been really focusing on trying to gain that, maintain that mentality in my everyday life (laughs) um so that when I do accomplish these goals that I want to find it doesn't or like when I think about my goals I don't necessarily think about like oh I'm 30 I haven't been in a relationship or had a boyfriend or um you know gotten my master's like I could say you know it'll happen and fun to use the the title of your <laughs> poem in due time and True. when I'm ready and when I know that I'm ready um, or maybe I just have to make the decision and go for it. But like hmm. what I, what I realized is I started going into like the process of like applying for grad school and trying to get out of DC to kind of do that. And I realized like on a financial aspect, there were things that I was not prepared for. Um, Mm. that I needed and then luckily I held off because I had kind of a very crazy transition with my job um, situation and realized 
that my job, the, what I was experiencing every day, um, something that I said, okay, this is an achievement. I wanted to get to this point in my life. I wanted to get to this, this level was making me unhappy. <laughs> God, that's such a, like, that's such a fascinating thing. Cause while you're talking, I'm thinking of this like question of what happens when our milestones conflict. So you, one milestone of yours was home ownership, but then another like big milestone of yours is travel and seeing the world. And I know how much you love traveling and they, literally conflict metaphysically they conflict and um as far as your resources are concerned like sometimes you have to trade off right so how do we then reconcile which value are we going to pursue more um again this is another question i don't have an answer to but it's like a fascinating one in putting together our own life narrative and knowing like for me i I definitely want to have a house get married have kids Mm -hmm. but I have a dog now and I swear to God, sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't do this thing because I got my dog. Who's going to take care of my dog? And I, I'm looking at myself like, girl, that's a dog. That's not a kid. Like, what are you going to do with an infant who's literally dependent on you? Like, how are you going to take two weeks to go explore the Grand Canyon when you have a family? That, like, my, my actual values and milestones do conflict. And I am in the process of, like, working through how to reconcile them and still feel like I didn't have to sacrifice one for the other. Right. I can still feel fulfilled in whichever one I do pursue. Absolutely. Well, and so I, I I just reading, finished reading this book called this and it's terrible because I like, I found it off of Instagram. It's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um, but it's after I finished reading it, like I realized like it was giving me a different take on um, what it means to not give a fuck because constantly we have these things that we want to care about and that we want to do and that we want to value. But like you said, they conflict like you wanting to take two weeks to go to the Grand Canyon and having to figure out what to do with your dog, who is the <laughs> sweetest dog in the world. <laughs> she's napping at my feet right now actually she's unbothered oh <laughs> well tell her i said hi give her cuddles for me I'll cuddle for you. yeah of course um but yeah and I'll, then also like taking a look at my situation where i say i do want to travel but like one of my goals is also to live in a different country for mm-hmm. an undetermined amount of time but i have something that anchors me here mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's it's kind of like the skills of justice. I have to weigh which which one is a priority in my life right now. And I think right now I'm just finding footing in DC, living on my own. Um, and I'm okay with that. And I just got this transition to this new job that I actually. I'm still trying my, to find my footing there, but like, I love their mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. <laughs> um, but that directly conflicts with like my, my goal and my value of wanting to live abroad and get my master's at a, Euro, at a European school. So, yeah. but <laughs> the, the book, the point of the book in a specific chapter was that um, 
we have these values all the time that compete with each other and we just need to figure out like which one are we going to actively prioritize mm-hmm. um i'm not there yet i'm still running on autopilot pilot truthfully <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's fair and that's fair and i think i think i'm could see myself in the next few years becoming so becoming a lot more deliberate in my actions and my words and my um in my actions my words how i spend my money like in my time and how it's spent um in order to be able to achieve that goal of like wanting to live abroad (laughs) um but yeah and that's cool that's i mean that's like the kind of the perfect way to wrap up this conversation i guess it's as we turn 30 in the next couple months, um, maybe just giving ourselves breathing space and taking the foot off the pedal mm. and just kind of, I think, I want to, you're right, I want to be more deliberate in my 30s as well. In my 20s, it was like this insane urgency where I had to have everything now. If I didn't know something and I felt like it was my fault for not knowing that. And, um, I think maybe as I move into my thirties, I'll just be like, you know what? I'm just going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to accept myself where I am and what I've done and see how that goes. That's a new philosophy for me. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of funny. Like, you know, obviously we met, we met each other around the time that we graduated college and we came out thinking that we knew everything about the world. (laughs) Um, and I look back on the interactions that I have with, you know, people in the workplace and people that I've dated who are older than me. Mm-hmm. And realize that there was a sense of them looking at me and reminiscing on the na- naivety of the age that I was in. Mm. And now being closer to 30, looking at people just coming out of, college and you know especially in the workplace just taking a look at them and just saying oh just wait till you turn 25 (laughs) (laughs) you know what's funny I can't wait until we're 40 and we listen to this and be like god we didn't know shit back then (laughs) again (laughs) again I think I think it's going to be a sliding time a sliding uh scale for our perceptions of who we were back then like back five seven ten years ago because uh, i could totally see us being 50 and seeing looking at our 40 year old selves being like we were fucking idiots <laughs> <laughs> totally well i want to thank you for uh joining into this call and this and for you know engaging with the poetry i really appreciate it and giving your perspective and thank you for being a part of this i really appreciate it yeah thank you for having me i'm so like i said i'm so honored to to be a part of your podcast and as your inaugural guest yay so um you are listening to when i say thanks you've just heard in due time it is featured in my book called durance if you're interested you can check out tinyurl.com slash durance for more information about the book. 
I'd like to thank my guest, Jose, my best friend on earth, for being a part of this conversation and for really being open and honest throughout it. If you have an opinion about what you've heard, about the poetry or the conversation, please feel free to join the conversation. Hit me up at lafootspoetry at gmail.com. Tell me your thoughts. I'd love to have you as a guest. Thanks for listening.